Okay, we're continuing through the New Testament. We are in Matthew chapter 13. Now, this is the continuation of chapter 12. It's a big, long day for Jesus. It says that this is also happening on the same day as the events of chapter 12. So here we are in chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house. Which house? The house where he said, you know, who's my mother and my brothers and my sisters? And then he said, you guys are, you all are my brothers and mothers and sisters, as well as his natural mother and brother and sister. But he was creating a new family, and those of us who are following him are in his family, in the family of God. Jesus is our brother. <laughs> it's nice. That same day, Jesus went out from the house, and he sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all of the people stood on the shore. So it creates this sort of amphitheater effect. It's probably mostly for him being able to speak to all of them and them being able to hear him. And he told them a lot of things in para parables. Para meaning coming alongside. So Jesus likes to tell stories and he likes to take things that we see in the natural world and things that happen all around us and use stories to show us spiritual principles. He likes to do that. And we'll be finding lots of parables as we go on with the ministry of Jesus, particularly his teaching ministry. And he told them many things in parables, and he said, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering his seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell on the rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were withered because they didn't have any root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked out the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came to him, and they, and they asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? Let's read it through, and then we'll come back to it. How's that? So we're going to keep reading. And he said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Remember, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him who has eyes to see, let him see. So even though some of these things are said right openly in front of people, they don't necessarily get them. But those who have spiritual eyes, those who have spiritual ears, those who have been awakened by following Jesus, those who have been awakened by the Spirit of God, they understand these things. And he said, whoever has will be given more and will have an abundance. Whoever doesn't have, even what they have, will be taken away from them. Meaning the understanding of these things. They heard it, but they didn't understand it. So it's taken away from them, the understanding of what these things mean. He said, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing they don't see and hearing they don't understand. In them, this was fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. So going back to these prophecies again. And he said, you will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will ever be seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. Don't let your heart be callous. Have eyes, eyes to see and, and ears to hear. They can hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes. Your eyes, you're going through the scriptures and you're understanding it, so blessed are your eyes because they see, and blessed are your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but didn't see it, and hear what you hear but didn't hear it. Now, we just went through an awful lot. 
But he's saying that if you're understanding this, you're blessed. Because in the Old Testament, the prophets wanted to understand even what they were writing. They didn't necessarily always understand it. But if we're going through this and we're beginning to understand this, because God has opened our eyes, God has opened our ears, and that's why we're hearing these things. Now, that parable that he gave us, he's going to now give us the interpretation of it so that you can understand it. He says, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it out. But we're going to go back to it in just a moment. So <clears throat> what we need to understand about this parable in order to understand it, Jesus is outside and he's teaching outside. And so the things that he's saying are things that people see and understand because it applies to them. He said that this sower went out to sow his seed. Now, the way that they planted seed was not the way that we might necessarily plant seed, especially if you were planting uh, to get a large harvest where you would dig up the soil and you would plant in very good rows. You would plant deep and dig the rows and then put the seed in the rows and then cover it up. Well, in Israel, the, uh, the ground is uh, rather, rather difficult, very, very difficult. And so when they would sow, they would take a bag, maybe hang it over their shoulder, and they would reach their hand in, and they would get the seed, and then they would scatter it. They would just throw it over the ground. They would throw it all over the place. And because they were throwing it all over the place, it would land on stony ground. It would land on good ground. It would land among the weeds. It would land in all of these different places. And that's what Jesus is talking about. So he's talking about the seed itself bearing fruit, but it's also talking about the soil. And maybe the soil here that he's talking about is the soil of your heart and the soil of my heart. So here's what he says. He sows it out, he throws it out, and it's going among all of these places, right? It's going among the good soil, it's falling among the rocks, it's falling among the weeds. It's falling along the path that people walk on. And the path is trodden down, right, by people having walked on it. He says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what's in their heart. So many times we hear this and people might be hearing us right now as we're speaking and they're like, wow, that's interesting. But immediately the devil comes and steals it from them because it's not taking root in their hearts. He said, this is the seed that was sown among the path, the path where people are walking. And so where people walk on that path, it's, it's, it's worn down, it's pushed down, it's, it's hard soil. And so Jesus talked about the road less traveled, right? Take that one. And this road that everybody's walking on, you throw the seed on it, it just, it's not going to produce anything. It's not going to be able to take root in there. And then people are going to come and just step on it. It doesn't, doesn't bear any fruit at all. So is that my heart, the one where I'm just following the crowd, just following the world, just following the ways of the world? That's the seed that's sown on the path. The seed that fell on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and receives it with joy. They're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. I like that. But since they have no root, it only lasts a short time. So they hear it and they're like, wow, you know, that's great. I like that. He says, but when trouble comes or persecution comes, people are like, what? You're reading the Bible? Why would you be reading the Bible? You know, oh, no, I'm not reading the Bible. I'm not, you know, are you listening to teachings about the, but no, 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 no. You know, I did, but you know, no, I'm not going to anymore. Uh, they, they fall away quickly. So it's the rocky ground. It's the, it's the seed, but it's not falling on good soil. And the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke out the word, making it unfruitful. 
so the seed, you know this, if you've planted seed, you know, it's planted among the weeds and the weeds come and overtake it. And what are the weeds here? The cares of life, the pursuit of riches, you know, the everyday stuff. You know, I just, you know, I'd really like to get into the word of God. I'd really, but, you know, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. And, you know, I'm doing other things. Got to make some money. Got to make something happen. You know, we got trouble. We got to go to court. We got to die. Well, let it take root. Uh, the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times its own. So some hearts, some soil, it falls on and it begins to produce fruit. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm able to pass this on to others. I'm able to help others. I'm able to help others understand. I'm able to help others learn to follow God. And I'm, I'm, I'm able to help others learn who, who Jesus is. Um, we only got time for um, one more here, maybe. Um, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found the one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Well, this is kind of strange. You know, people didn't have banks and safe deposit boxes. So sometimes when you would take have something valuable, you would take it and bury it. I did this as a teenager. I took some stuff and I buried it. It wasn't very valuable, but I buried it. And uh, I forgot where I had buried it. <laughs> I knew the vicinity. Um, but what you would do is you would take it and you would bury it somewhere. And, and what happened with apparently this person here, they had some great va va valuable things and they buried it in the ground and... You know they had they had forgotten about it. It's you know it's just somebody else's field now that doesn't doesn't care anything about it at all. And so this guy's digging and he finds it and he digs it back up. He knows that it's not his, but he he takes everything he has. He takes all of the money that he has and he buys that field in order that he can get the treasure. And that's kind of like when we take everything that we have, everything that we are. You know people might ridicule us, but we even throw our pride and throw you know all of that to the wind. So that we can just have Jesus, you know, Jesus who died for us, you know, giving everything for him. Or is he the treasure in the field where, you, you know, he gave up everything in, in, in order to, uh, to, to save us. And the same thing with pearls. This guy, is, he found a, a fine pearl. And when he found the one of great value, he sold everything for um, to get that. And so is it is it us giving everything for him or is it him giving everything for us? Either way we get Jesus. So read the rest. There's an awful lot in there. We'll pick up these again. They'll happen again in the other Gospels. So we're not really going to miss too much. So um, bless you guys. See you in chapter